We are the lab doctors. I'm Amanda. I'm Dorothy. And I'm Zhao Yong. We are biomedical researchers who realize we still have a lot to learn about science. So why not join us on this quest? Welcome back to the Lab Doctors Podcast. So today we'll be talking about an interesting topic, rhabdomyolysis. Nice. You pronounced it correctly. I practice. (laughs) (laughs) She was asking us before starting the recording. I just want to make sure, you know, I've mispronounced a lot of things. Oh, that's true. (laughs) Confidently. And on this podcast, so... Okay, so who knows what it is? I don't know, something to do with muscle. Yes. Breakage. Yes. Can try to infer. I don't know. What's rhabdo? I, I know myo is muscle. Myo is yeah. muscle. Lysis is breaking. breaking. Yeah, yeah lysis is what we do in the lab quite yeah. often. I don't know what rhabdo is. Okay, so rhabdo is striped. So, or your striated, striated muscle. So it's right, like basically yeah. your right. skeletal muscle. Okay. So altogether, it's breakdown of the striped muscle. Mm. Yeah. Okay, and why did I think about this topic? Because I couldn't think of anything. So this thing just happened to pop into your mind. But to be fair, in Singapore, you probably heard of it in the news. Oh, I think you'll never hear of it in the right. news. That's why y'all don't know what it is. Yeah, what? Why? But basically, oh, like someone famous is it? Uh, not really. But because now it's COVID, right? Everyone's okay. stuck at home. So what do people go and do? They go for, sign up for spin classes. They go sign up for exercise classes. Okay. When they are maybe not yeah. normal, regular exercises. I mean, it can happen to fit people as well. Yeah. But usually, I mean, of course, the tendency would be like if you are not that fit or you're not regularly exercising and you suddenly go and push yourself in these kind of spin classes, mm-hmm. then you might have a higher chance of getting rhabdomyolysis. Mm-hmm. So, as in basically, a lot of the news reports are like because of spin classes. Because in the setting of a spin class, you are already like in a group setting, the lights dark, you follow some song, you just need to keep on rhythm. And then because there's so many people, I'm pretty sure you feel pressured to. Wait, question. Have y'all been for spin class? No, it kind of looks like a cult. <laughs> I've never been for spin class, but I go for, I went for the free, oh no, not free, <laughs> package to cheaper faith pay due kind of class. Yeah. And I get like why the environment is a bit more stressful, like because there's so many people. And then mm. if you are like, if you are like lousier, yes. or you start resting when other people still like doing the yes. exercise, then you feel a bit embarrassed. You feel like a loser. So, so like you push yourself, yeah. Peer pressure to the maximum. Yeah. But it's dark, right? I yeah. don't know. I've never been for spin class. I don't know. I don't know. And sometimes like if the if the instructor can see you, I don't know if they'll point it out. Oh, out. yes, yes, yes. That has happened like, to hey. me before. Oh, really? really? You, so you went for... No, not all for spin class. Um, My sister was here and then we went for this MMA free trial thing. Right. And yeah, so they have the warm-up which is the only thing I survived. <laughs> and then I was at the back, okay, in the corner and I was thinking, Oh okay, yeah, I would I'm take safe, the back. I'm safe. And then the trainer was like, you Ah, you at the back! <laughs> Stop slacking! <laughs> yeah! Like, Stop calling me out, okay? <laughs> I'm here! <laughs> but did people turn around to be like, who, who is this girl? No, but I think it's a form of motivation. Yes, I don't yes, know. yes, that's true. But like, to a certain it, extent, it didn't motivate me, but <laughs> like honestly, oh my I'm, god, am I weak? No, That's but honestly, I'm paying. I'm paying to come for a lesson, right? Like mm. I would do my best, right? No, but some people would think I'm paying, so you should shout at me. You know, yeah, yeah, you yeah. should oh, push oh. me. Yeah, exactly. Huh? That too. So it's like both. But both you should like. trust that I'm doing my best, also. No, but some people are like, oh, okay. I guess me, maybe like push one time. But if you keep pushing and keep singling me out, it's, it's embarrassing. Me, especially if it's something for like a beginner course or an introductory session. I really think it's a cult. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Stop saying that. You could be offending people. 
a leader that is right in front <laughs> that faces the rest of the class <laughs> in a dark space and then they keep chanting, yes, I can do this or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I feel like come there's on, some, some on. form of chanting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Let's do this. And then like everyone goes inside and then they like feel great about themselves suddenly afterward. And, and they then they the come out. <laughs> and then they wear the same clothes. Mm, okay. <laughs> I, I don't want to think about it anymore. Let's talk about rhabdomyolysis. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, because it was in the news where like this thing happened and in, in Singapore, the Singapore General Hospital reported a surge of young people getting rhabdomyolysis due to spin classes and this surge was like from 4 per month last year to 10 per month Whoa. this year. And in Kutek Park Hospital, we had 27 cases uh, over the first four months in the in this year. So it's quite a lot for something you've never heard of yeah. <laughs> before COVID. I mean, I've heard of it. I just never Googled it, I guess. Am I not interested? <laughs> so let's first go into sim. Should we go into symptoms first or what is rhabdo? I think what is, because yeah. I still don't really okay. know what it is. So basically, it's the breakdown of... <laughs> 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 it's the breakdown of the muscle and it can be caused by a lot of things of course the most commonly heard of is extreme exercise beyond your capable limits okay. but it can also be due to abuse of toxic substances like drug use like cocaine it could be due to trauma so like if you fell down and you hit yourself and you couldn't move after that and you become unnoticed. What the hell? What is the <laughs> Oh my gosh, the core. In the lab. No! You might get rhabdo, I mean, because you might have damaged your muscle. Okay. Okay. Or basically muscle damage or due to genetic diseases, like if you were born with genetic muscle diseases or you lack carbohydrate or fat, then I think there's something to do with how the muscle comes into play. That one I didn't Google too much, but yes. So how do you tell if you have rhabdo? Just gonna say rhabdo because it's short. (laughs) So the symptoms usually happen one to three days after muscle injury. And the most common symptom would be like muscle fatigue. So extreme muscle pain. And then you might also see blood in your pee or black Coca-Cola colored blood. Wait, in your pee or in your pee? Sorry, Coca-Cola colored pee, not blood. Whoa. That's why? Sounds so scary. Yeah. Yeah, why? Okay, I'll go into the why later. Okay. So when you see blood in your pee and black colour pee, which means like there's a lot yep. of blood, but this is when it's a very serious condition already and you might be also like dehydrated. And so when you're at this stage already, it means you need immediate medical attention and you have a risk of acute kidney injury, which might lead to kidney failure mm. or, you know, possibility of chronic kidney issues. So how is it detected in the clinic? Basically, when you think you have rhabdo or you see blood in this is where you should go and see doctor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't come and wait a few days. <laughs> Especially if you know you've exercised extremely. <laughs> mm-hmm. Then you will go to the clinic, they will take your blood, they will check how well your kidneys are working. So usually what is detected will be high potassium levels and other disorders of your bodily fluids. They will also check for this protein called creatine kinase. Oh, is it an enzyme? An enzyme is a protein, it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) And this is a waste product of muscle damage. And if your kidneys are discharging it, it means that 
your That's kidneys are not working well. Oh, okay. And also you can take urine tests which will help you find this thing called myoglobin in your urine. So myoglobin, it sounds like hemoglobin if you don't really realize. Yeah. I was wondering why myoglobin sounds so familiar. <laughs> but basically, myoglobin, it's produced from muscle breakdown. Okay, so myoglobin, it has a stronger affinity for oxygen compared right. to hemoglobin. So myoglobin is present in your skeletal as well as your cardiac muscle, causing yep. your heart to beat and your muscles to move. And when blood passes through your, when hemoglobin, which is your blood, right, passes through your muscles and all, because myoglobin has a high affinity for oxygen, then it will get the oxygen from the hemoglobin and then it will supply oxygen to your muscles. So how does it cause kidney failure? So there's a few uh, theories where people, scientists, <laughs> try to come <laughs> up with like what exactly happens step by step. But of course, there's still a lot of research going on. So some of the possible theories, not really theories, lah, but some of the possible reasons could be, number one, if it's due to direct muscle damage mm-hmm. to the muscle tissue, right? Or metabolic disturbances. So I'm guessing like if you intake too much of a certain thing like drugs you can go and watch this YouTuber who came across like someone who drank two gallons of coffee in a short period of time yeah gallons (laughs) gallons is how much I don't know how much it's a gallon but like a lot of coffee one gallon had then it would seems like a lot yeah so it's like it's like crazy like ex- basically extreme cases yeah. and then it, all these might affect the cell membrane of your myocytes so your myocytes are the muscle cell yes and these will cause them to be damaged and then when the muscle cells are damaged the intracellular contents or your, basically what's in the cell which includes myoglobin will be released and this will enter into the bloodstream Mm. And then obviously it'll reach the kidney in the end. Okay, then in the case of like what actually happens during extreme exercise, most likely it's because when you exercise, you need this thing called ATP. ATP is the energy. So ATP is adenosine triphosphate. And you need this for your muscles to basically work. So when you do extreme exercise, right, you might face a lack of ATP. Mm -hmm. And that means like your body is not coping well because there's a lack and you are pushing your body beyond what you can handle. So then if your ATP is not maintained above a certain threshold, right, your cells, they will start dying. And so when your muscle breaks down, right, and there's Mm -hmm. a release of all these myoglobin, what happens is the muscles can accumulate large amounts of fluid. So in this case, like, because your muscle is basically dying, it's being broken down, your body might think that it's an infection. The protective mechanism comes in. So what happens is all these inflammatory factors come in. And when they come in, your body starts to swell because all these are like liquid, right? Serum and everything. So your muscle starts to accumulate large amount of volume. And this can lead to hypovolemia, which means that your body is deprived of water in the blood because they have all entered the tissue yes you have lesser blood volume and this would mean that your heart has to work harder to pump enough blood to the rest of your body and if you have lack of blood pump to the rest of your organs it can lead to shock and your organs stop working oh yes hypovolemic shock yes 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 and so like we were saying that one of the issue is kidney failure or effects on kidney so we just also went through like hypovolemic shock and like basically issues also relating to the heart so the other thing is like um, when your muscle cells die things like potassium which are also quite rich in your striated muscle mm. are also being released in the blood and this can lead to like um, this kind of your ions in your body it's like dysregulated already Mm. And if you have like high amount of potassium in the blood, it will affect your beating of the heart. Yeah. So high amount of potassium would cause cardiac rhythm abnormalities and 
heart problems, heart yeah. attack. Oh my god, all this just from going to spin class. That's why. Is yeah. it yeah. worth it? That's why I'm thinking right now. I just don't exercise lah. It's fine. No, but <laughs> <laughs> no, you have to exercise within your limits. Yeah, like don't push yourself. I don't. So trainers shouldn't push people. Like no, but kind pushing, not the embarrassing pushing. I, I don't know. Like what's the limit? Because you know to actually train you need to push, but then if you yeah, push, actually, you might get rhabdomyolysis. I actually don't know like if I was the person getting rhabdo, whether I would actually know when is the breaking point. Like yeah. I would know that okay, I'm stretching myself, but how much of a stretch is a stretch to me? Yeah, and you know, everyone's pain threshold is very different. Mm. And then if the spin class instructor is just like, push through the pain, push through the pain, then I'm like, okay, I'll push through the pain. But yeah. is this pain normal? Is this level of pain acceptable? Yeah. I don't know. Should we go for a spin class no. together? No. <laughs> 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 I was so offended. Okay. I was like, why are you trying to drag me into a call? The SGH report said like, I mean, they didn't directly say you should go normal cycling, but they're saying that spin class is bad because you, you are cycling non-stop at a high rate and you're doing a lot of things. Whereas if you go normal cycling, right? Like you would stop at traffic lights <laughs> and you wouldn't push yourself, right? To go beyond limits. But I guess that's mainly especially for people that haven't been exercising, is it? I don't think so. So extreme athletes oh, like... So in the in the case study there there's one um so if you watch the YouTube guy <laughs> I should put his I should tag him on Instagram. Okay. Yeah. I don't think he's called Chubby Yema, I can't remember his name. But yeah. He he's a toxicologist and he he talked about two rhabdo cases. One is the guy who drank two gallons of coffee and one was some guy that like is an athlete. I don't okay. know how extreme. But basically he exercised like three times a day, high intensity. Three times, wow. And then like maybe you're not used to it or like you don't give your body enough rest okay and then all the lactic acid and stuff like that like if your body doesn't rest you just accumulate you have not enough atp and then your muscles just break down mm. right okay so back to myoglobin <laughs> <laughs> so myoglobin like normally it's circulating in the blood i mean i'm pretty sure your muscle cells would break down once in a while mm-hmm. regenerate and stuff so myoglobin when it's circulating normally in the blood, it's bound to this thing called heptoglobin and alpha-2 immunoglobin. Basically, they are kind of bound to something and it's kind of like, you can kind of think of it as like a neutralization. I don't know if it's scientifically correct. But basically, they are... Sequestered. There is no excess. Yes. <laughs> but in the case of rhabdo, there will be excess because there's too much mm. myoglobin and then it will be filtered out by the kidney and then... That's why you can detect it. Yes. And large amounts of this can cause kidney damage as mentioned and the proposed mechanism for kidney damage would be for example it could be due to renal vasoconstriction so that means your kidney system the blood vessels are constricting and this constriction would be kind of bad for your kidney like there will be so much pressure in the kidneys in the blood vessels in the kidney and that would kind of damage your kidney so the heme protein in the myoglobin which is the one that's carrying the oxygen itself it has direct toxic effects on the tubes in your kidney that are meant to help to filter out the stuff whatever you need to filter out and excessive myoglobin can also cause the formation of uric acid crystallizations so like that will cause you to have acidic urine these crystallizations would lead to obstructions in your kidney and therefore you cannot filter out stuff anymore so another thing which I inferred from like the YouTube video (laughs) is that your body will reabsorb a lot of water to conserve water especially during exercise you need all this water in your body and so in your kidneys there is like a different concentration of salts so that 
as water passes through your blood vessels in the kidney, they will come out of the blood vessels, enter the kidney and be brought back into the yeah. your, your body, System. correct? Yeah. But of course, as water is leaving your blood vessels, so it will dilute the area in your kidney. And you need to maintain the saltiness in your kidney. And this maintenance of saltiness would need energy, would need oxygen. And of course, if you're oxygen deprived from whatever, say like extreme exercise or from like your blood vessels are blocked or constricted, you've got not enough oxygen being delivered to your kidneys, then you wouldn't be able to maintain the saltiness in your kidney and therefore you can't reabsorb the water mm -hmm. and you cause a lot of pee. So when you have rhabdo, right, basically you are going to pee a lot and you have not enough fluids in your body, you get dehydrated. Okay. So with that, what would be the treatment when you go see a doctor for rhabdo? So the first thing that doctors would do is to give you intravenous fluid administration. Mm -hmm so that it will help to flush out whatever is stuck in your kidneys and also help to bring up your like blood pressure and stuff like that because you're dehydrated. Mm -hmm. And then they can also give you medicine to change the acidity of your urine because you have a lot of the uric acid crystallizations. So you can help to neutralize that and this will lower the chance of you getting the crystals in your kidney. And worst come to worst, if your kidney fails, right, the doctor will ask you to go to dialysis treatment and this will help, you know, like normal yes. people who have kidney failure. Yeah, yeah, it will help you to like just maintain what's supposed to be filtered out in your body. My question is, isn't kidney failure kind of irreversible? Because... I know like once you start dialysis, you have to continue it for yeah. the rest of your life. I mean, unless you get a transplant or... Yeah, so the thing about rhabdo is that these are like acute kidney injuries. Like your kidney failure is usually temporary and usually recover it if it's treated fast enough and well enough, I guess. Uh, but if it's... Can you reverse kidney failure? No, that I'm... So it's like, it's like a temporary blockage of your kidney, I'm guessing. That's why you can recover from it if you flush everything out. There's probably some level of damage or so. It's just at that point in time, maybe the kidney function is still not optimal. So you need some form of dialysis yeah. to make additional like, help. Reduce the load, the burden on your kidneys. Yes. And the part about what you said on the some sort of permanent damage is true. So most of the time people like recover, but it can increase the risk of chronic mm. kidney disease in the future for you. Mm. And I think in certain cases, like maybe you would have you could have recovered, but a few months later you might come back and your other kidney might not be working. <sighs> so it really depends, like, you know, how the treatment, how you recover and stuff like that. Mm. So it's not something to be bad. Yeah, basically. Don't go. <laughs> don't don't no, that's, that's not what we're saying. Don't extreme exercise. Yeah, and I guess it's also like if you haven't been exercising, it's important to know your limits. Yeah, just build Even, it up slowly. Rest. Yeah, just do you, you know. The swing class instructor is there to... Don't waste your money. Yeah, just... I don't know, go swim. Swimming is fun. No, but swimming doesn't... I feel like I don't push myself that much to Yeah, exactly. Swimming. And that's why you won't get wrapped though. <laughs> because you don't push yourself. But I feel like I don't even get the muscle aches which you're supposed to feel like no, you no, have no, no, ex. No. So, so the part about swimming is also it's because it's very regenerative. But then that, that's another topic for another time altogether. So but I like, guess spin class is the least regenerative. Or the most damaging. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I wonder why they don't talk about like those trampoline class or like those gym class, but it's like spin class. Spin class is know. super high intensity. Yeah. And I mean the results speak for themselves. I have friends oh. that go for spin classes and they look insanely in shape. Oh. Yeah. But 
So I mean, are we saying go for spin class? No, but, but I mean like, yeah, it's like you need to know how to ramp up the intensity. And yourself. not succumb to peer pressure. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Okay. Basically, do you. Yeah, like if you feel a bit uncomfortable, you just take a break, you know. Don't try to make your money swell. <laughs> <laughs> Coming from three people who have never been to spin class. I don't like to spend money <laughs> I don't want money to motivate me to exercise you don't even spend money to light up the damn room <laughs> <laughs> what is sp- oh they spend money on the bikes <laughs> and the music I guess I don't know <laughs> Spotify premium <laughs> I bet there's a spin playlist for sure can you imagine if like ever a spin instructor, instructor. I'm thinking whether I have any podcast. friends who like Go for spin. I have, regularly. I have. I have. My yeah. friend who goes okay. for spin. Yeah. And I'm like, no, I don't want to pay money for us. Yeah, but they absolutely love it, which is why I'm like, it's a cult. And then they keep asking people to join them. <laughs> mm. Sounding more like a cult. <laughs> like, only for $50, you can. Don't know. Okay, never mind. Wait, $50 for how many classes? Wow. No, 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 it's no, no, very no. expensive, it's way, right? Way more than $50. Yeah. Um, like, there's, there's and no you way have to like, subscribe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a package. Yeah, that's how they get you, you know? Yeah. So unlike subscriptions that, you know, require payment, subscribing to our YouTube channel is absolutely free. Yay. And a follow on Spotify is also absolutely free. And a like and a comment, even though it spends your time, which some might argue is priceless, some being me, would really help us out. <laughs> you can also follow us on our social media, which is also free. <laughs> <laughs> At The Lab Doctors on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And feel free to DM us any questions. Alternatively, you can email us at thelabdoctors at gmail.com. We'll post the links to um, the YouTube video that Dorothy was talking about as well in the description. Thanks for listening. It was free. (laughs) 